0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Inspectors General on the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee face a massive workload, overseeing a pot of emergency spending more than twice that what Congress approved for the 2008 recession recovery. Trillions. One of its members, the IG Office for the Department of Health and Human Services, says it has 14 pandemic-related reviews in the works already. Those include oversight of the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and how they rolled out their coronavirus testing. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Members of Congress regard inspectors general as a smart investment in the annual appropriations process. On average, they deliver more than $20 in cost savings for every dollar invested in their offices. But the Department of Health and Human Services IG office is looking to scale up that investment in the coronavirus pandemic. It got about $400 million in the CARES Act to oversee nearly $2.5 trillion in emergency spending. Acting HHS IG, Christy Grimm told members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee her office had a quick turnaround to produce a recent report on hospital preparedness leading up to the pandemic.
0: Other examples of fast turnaround products include fraud alerts, early alerts. If we're finding immediate jeopardy during the course of our review, like looking we nursing homes, we would alert the public. We always alert the department before
1: we release a report to the public. But it's not just about an increased workload. The HHS IG office must also balance its in-depth reviews with the demand for real-time analysis in flash reports requested by the committee.
0: I have to say that, that it depends on the topic. It depends on the data. It depends on the availability of staff. If you're asking, you know, to do an on-site survey of nursing homes, which is something that we're doing as part of our coronavirus response work, that takes time, and we need to make sure always that we meet our professional standards of conduct before we publish a report.
1: The IG office has 14 pending audits and reviews in the works, but Grimm told the committee that her office, even with the increase in resources, still has to make tough decisions to prioritize its workload.
0: We have an incredibly rigorous work planning process. We, on a weekly basis, bring together what I refer to as our board of directors here in OIG, which is a multidisciplinary team that consists of our head of investigations, our head of audit, our head of of evaluation and inspections, our management and policy team, and our data experts to deliberate on possible ideas, whether it would be a good investment for OIG, the opportunity cost for doing one thing versus another. As you know, we have south of $400 million in order to oversee now with the CARES Act, close to $2.5 trillion. So we do have to make choices.
1: Members of the committee have raised concerns about the IG's independence in conducting these reviews following President Donald Trump's shakeups in the IG community over the past few months. The president last month fired former Intelligence Community IG Michael Atkinson and named a replacement for former Acting Defense Department IG Glenn Fine. That latter move made Fine ineligible to serve as chairman of the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee and came less than a week after his appointment to the committee. Fine was expected to continue in his Senate-confirmed role as Deputy DOD IG, but he submitted his resignation on Tuesday. More recently, Trump also fired State Department IG Steve Linick amid reports that his office looked into alleged misconduct by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. That includes claims that he delegated political appointees to carry out personal errands. During the shakeup, Trump also nominated Assistant U.S. Attorney Jason Weida to serve as the next permanent HHS IG. Once confirmed by the Senate, he'll take over for Grimm, whose Senate-confirmed role is Principal Deputy IG. Grimm told the committee that HHS-OIG has prepared for change in leadership since the last permanent IG stepped down in June of last year. But lawmakers still question the timing of the nomination, especially after Trump, in a press conference last month, dismissed some of the IG's recent findings on the administration's coronavirus response.
0: The inspector general for the Department of Health and Human Services released a report today, a survey of more than 300 hospitals across the country. And the number one complaint from those hospitals were severe shortages of testing supplies and a really long wait time. I mean, a week or longer. Did
1: I hear the word Inspector General? Really? Uh, It's wrong. And they'll talk to you about it. It's wrong. Government Operations Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly has introduced several pieces of legislation to protect the independence of IGs. Connolly said that Inspectors General need latitude to do their jobs without fear of retaliation. We protect IGs because they're sources of accountability and credibility. With those protections, we also must ensure they're pure than driven snow. Ensuring the independence of inspectors general and their ability to work free from political retaliation is the best way to safeguard the trillions of taxpayer dollars that will be spent in response to this crisis and the recovery we know will follow. Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney asked if recent IG turnover has had a chilling effect on the watchdog office's work, but Grimm said her office is moving ahead with its work.
0: I personally and professionally cannot let the idea of providing unpopular information drive decision-making in the work that we do. And I think today, I hope members are hearing that the 14 jobs that we have planned to protect people, to protect funds, to protect infrastructure, and to ensure effectiveness, we are operating as we did on May 1st.
1: Whether or not the Senate takes up the bills in the House to strengthen IT protections, Grimm said independence is core to the IG Act. I view and the community
0: views independence and effectiveness of an IG as a key safeguard for the programs that we oversee. It's a cornerstone of the IG Act and it is a foundational element of the work of any IG. It's what allows us to bring our objective judgment to bear on problems without worrying about whether those that run the programs are hearing what they want to hear or what they want to see the programs be doing. that We follow the facts wherever they lead. We are impartial in what we do. And really anything that is done that could impair independence, I think, compromises the effectiveness of oversight of programs that are there to serve the American public in our case, uh, the 300 programs within HHS.
1: During the pandemic, the IG shop has also responded to an increase in scams. Those include fraudsters targeting Social Security beneficiaries to turn over their Medicare numbers in exchange for fraudulent coronavirus treatments.
0: We know from experience that fraud schemes proliferate during emergencies as greedy perpetrators exploit fear and confusion to steal. It is despicable and it is happening during this pandemic. Scammers offer fake treatments and non-existent vaccines to vulnerable seniors and others. Most recently, they are offering bogus contact tracing. Scammers entice people to click on a malicious link to find out whether they have been exposed to COVID.
1: HHS-OIG is working with the Justice Department and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to stop scams, but Grimm said her office is also putting the word out to the public.
0: The first thing that any campaign related to protecting beneficiaries, it's a phrase that's been used for decades. It's guard your card. Do not share that with anyone that isn't your
1: doctor or providing care to you. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.